Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited that you're here. If we don't know each other, I'm Erin Deal. And if you are an OG, improve it, peep. Welcome back to today's show. Today is a special episode, and we are talking all about standing in your power to draw others in. Protecting Your Vibes with Rita Buck. And if quick housekeeping item here for you. If you haven't gotten the four-step consistency planner yet, make sure to get yours. It's in the link in the show notes, and it is absolutely free. It's an amazing resource to help you get back into a routine and stick with that routine. And it teaches you how to do that in four easy steps. So today's show is going to embody our monthly theme for the month of January. Now, I want to go into this discussion and just give you a heads up. It's going to be a bit different, and I wanted to guide it differently. So today, I've invited our special guest, Rita Buck, who is a brand ambassador for me and the new book I have coming out in February called I See You, A Leader's Guide to Energizing Your Team Through Radical Empathy. And Rita is going to guide us in talking all about this idea of having a magnetic culture. But if you've been following me on Instagram, you might know my other brand ambassador, Pamela Looking Glass, who has been around my hometown of Charleston, hiding advanced reader copies of books in local shops and filming it for people around the Charleston area to go find in a scavenger hunt type format. Now, Pam is now also accompanied by Rita, who you're going to meet today on this incredible scavenger hunt journey. I've known Rita for about three years now, and she's an incredible light worker, healer, friend, and guru. And you can find all the things out about Rita on her Instagram handle at it's Rita Buck. That's Buck. Rita Buck. Rita Buck is a sound bath instructor a dog mom to her two pups, Chakra and Aura, a nature and affirmation enthusiast, and a believer in all things present tense. She is here today to talk with Nicole, our community manager at Improve It All about magnetic cultures and helping you stand in your power. Now, Rita knows this book backwards and forward, as does Nicole. And you've met Nicole before in an interview with me, as well as with our other brand ambassador, Pamela Looking Glass. And if you've ever worked with us on a workshop, you've heard from Nicole on the logistics side. If you've ever read one of our newsletters, you've witnessed her writing. And if you follow Improve It on the gram, you've seen Nicole at work. I'm going to turn this show over to Nicole now because Nicole is going to guide us through this interview with Rita Buck. So without further ado, let's get to improving it with Nicole and Rita Buck. Wow. Thank you so much for that intro. I am so excited to be here with Rita Buck. Um, and yeah, let's let's just get started. So Rita, first of all, welcome to the show. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your role as brand ambassador with Aaron Deal? 
Thank you, Nicole. I am honored. I am very welcomed. I feel lots of good vibes coming into this conversation. I am Rita Buck. As Aaron mentioned, I'm a sound bath instructor. I can go into more detail about that later. I'm also a yogi, an affirmation enthusiast. I love talking with my eyes closed. And I'm a dog mom. I love dogs, animals, and human beings. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, like I have done a sound bath before and had an amazing experience. And I'm I'm excited for our conversation today and to hopefully hear a little bit more about that and how um, how you feel about magnetic culture. So let's let's keep going. So what inspired you to become a brand ambassador for Aaron? You have all these other things going on in your life. Um, what, what inspired you to become a brand ambassador for her? Nicole, when I paused and took a moment to reflect on why being a brand ambassador for Aaron Deal was so important to me, I realized that Erin not only embodied this idea of magnetism, she embodied this idea of self-love, acceptance, and helping others love themselves. And so once I read a copy of this book, I knew I, Rita Buck, had to share this message with the world. Mm, That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I think just a testament to the topics covered in the message in um, in Aaron's book, I See You. And as we both know, I guess the thesis statement core message is self-love plus selfless leadership equals magnetic culture. And we're here today to talk about that magnetic cultures piece, special focus on that, um, and protecting your own vibes. What can I ask you, what was your takeaway from the book when it comes to standing in your power, protecting your own vibes and how that ties into magnetic cultures? Nicole, 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 Nicole. Dong. That was a sound bath. Do you have a cold? I needed Nicole? that. <laughs> you have a cold? I heard you cough. Do you have a cold, Nicole? I I do. I have I'm recovering a little bit. Yes. So I as well was sickened over the holiday. I apparently got around some bad energy. But when I felt this idea, and now it wasn't that I read, I felt with my whole being this idea of standing in your power. It comes from part three, all about magnetic culture in the book, what I felt was this deep sense of grounding my feet into the earth, okay? Imagine your feet bare, walking in firm dirt, and your feet touch this dirt, aka the earth. And as you ground yourself into the soil like a weed, you firmly grow vertically into the sky. And what you do is you expand one petal, one flower petal at a time, so that 
You cannot be dimmed. You cannot be plucked. You cannot be pulled from the earth. You can only stand firmly in the ground. Wow. Yes. It's so true. There are so many external factors happening in our lives on an everyday basis, like the news cycle, social media, our friends' opinions, people who we work with. And it's so important to have that focus of, okay, what am I rooted in? How am I rooting myself? Not just when something goes wrong, but as like a proactive practice. So I love that visualization you shared too. Thank you. Namaste, Nicole. You're namaste. Namaste. Uh, You know, that visualization, if I could just say, is such an illustration of us as human beings. And what happens when we grow up from the earth and we allow pollutants from the air to take us down, Pollutants like negative energy, pollutants like other people diminishing our stance, pollutants like people allowing themselves into our brains and allowing their words to affect us. We lose our ability to grow taller. And so what you actually experience when you see one flower blooming from the ground, really standing tall in their power is it attracts other flowers to this garden. And this garden becomes so beautiful that everyone wants to be a part of this garden or pluck from this garden or know this garden. And when you see this beautiful arrangement, a bouquet, if you will, of flowers standing tall in their power, that is when we know that we are growing that we are collectively growing and we are attracting the things that we need to help our growth. Yes. Yes. Wow. I love, I love the image of the flower too. I saw this quote. I'm probably going to not say it correctly, but it was something like flowers don't chase butterflies. Mm. You build your garden and then Mm. the butterflies come. Mm. Um, And I, if we think about that, just on, a personal level, on a professional level, an emotional level, spiritual level, leadership level. It's so true that magnetizing the right people, experiences, and events into your life starts with how are you rooting yourself? How are you planting yourself? How are you growing? And it really doesn't have, at least in the beginning stages, it really doesn't have that much to do with anybody or anything else. So let's, I have another question for you, just based on that thought. um, What does Erin mean when she says that you are a magnet? And do you, Mm. do you agree? Like, what did you think about that? Mm. Now, what I learned from reading ICU is that Erin loves a good acronym. And so she She does. Yes, a good acronym with the word magnet. So the M means that we magnetize. The A, we attract. The A, great network where everyone thrives is the acronym for magnet. So magnetize and attract a great network where everyone thrives. And that goes back to our garden, Nicole. When we 
when we start to thrive, other people see that growth and they want to be a part of that growth. They want to join in this beautiful arrangement, this cacophony of beauty, if you will. And so when we think about the word magnet, if we really break it down, we are attracting to us this network of people by standing firm in our own power and believing in our own strength. And then when more people join that garden, we become unstoppable. When we allow those pollutants into the garden, that stunts our growth. But when we allow great energy to surround us, when we ourselves believe in ourselves and can give that to others, we are going to stand so tall in our own power and in our own garden that people would be nuts to not want to come see it or be a part of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And to keep going with the metaphor, like if we are allowing pollutants to take up too much space, then we don't have enough space to welcome in the people and experiences that are actually meant for us. And I feel like that's something that I've struggled with my whole life is like hanging on to people or experiences that are not meant for me. And I think I know it, but it's just, it's easier and more comfortable to not let things go. Um, but that's, I think this is just when we hear stories about making space and believing that we're going to attract the right people. Um, I think it just helps motivate me personally to let go because really like letting go is the price that we have to, or the extent to which we let go is the extent to which we attract. I think in a lot of ways as well. Nicole, I have an opening at my sound bath studio. I think he would be a perfect instructor at my sound bath studio. Your aura, everything about you mm. is a ray of light. I might have to pluck you from Aaron's garden. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, might. I would I might love that. To. Yeah, you might be. Can I, can I ask you too, just because I'm curious, what, what color is my aura that you see? Oh, oh, hold on. It is a beautiful shade of teal. Mm. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful, it's calming. Okay. It has, it has ocean-like properties because it's ever-changing to like the ocean. Uh, you Love also that. have a little bit of a red tone to you. And it's not because of the color of your shirt. You have some passion, Nicole, mm. and wonder. You have a lot of wonder. And that's what makes you great. I love the duality of that. That is, thank you. I was just curious. We got off track a little bit, but um, yeah, I wish I, I wish I could see auras, but you know what? Maybe if I become a sound instructor, I will start to have that ability. If sound I rub, path, rub off sound on me. instructor. And yes, you absolutely could. It's a gift and you have it, Nicole. But I, I want to say one thing that I, that you mentioned when I got off on my tangent, when you say no, to someone. When you say, I don't want this person in my garden, in my soul, you are actually saying yes for another spot to become open. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I just, let's, we just need to sit with that for a moment. <laughs> I think. 
Yes. And I will tell you, I have allowed too many flowers to stay in the garden. And you know what happened? Do you know what happened? They started losing petals. And because they were wilting, others around them started to wilt. But when I said, no, you, Delilah, go be with another garden, I allowed space for Lily to come in. And Lily is standing tall. Lily is standing strong. She knows her worth and she believes in her worth. And together, we are showing others how to shine. Mm. Yes, that's that's so true about culture is that it has a domino effect, whether it's for better or for worse. And I really like the tea and magnet for that reason, the thriving piece, because if we are aligned, we're in the right space, we're challenged, we're supported, we are thriving and then we help others thrive, but it can also work in reverse, as you just explained um, with the flower petals and um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to keep going. Um, Continue, Nicole. It's beautiful. You are a ray of beauty and sunshine and teal and red. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, friends. Allow me a minute to share an amazing show to add into your podcast rotation this year. Are you ready to improve your work-life wellness and thrive in your career? My friend, Dr. Laura, not to be mixed up with the one who gave advice on the radio for decades, brings her passion and expertise as an organizational psychologist to catapult you to success through her Where Work Meets Life podcast, which airs every second Tuesday. Dr. Laura interviews global experts and shares her own expertise on how people and organizations can thrive. It's useful for individuals as well as leaders, and this podcast is full of wisdom and timely advice. Don't miss out. You can find the link to Where Work Meets Life in the show notes. Subscribe now and let's transform our careers and work lives together. Listen to Dr. Laura's highly engaging podcast on Apple, Spotify, or drlaura.live. If we think about magnetic cultures from a leadership perspective, um, one of the concepts that I found fascinating in ICU was the part where Aaron mentions that you can ask for help, um, especially as someone who loves themselves, someone who is a selfless leader. What was your takeaway from that part of the book about asking for help? Oh. Such a good question, Nicole. Again, plucking you from Aaron's garden. Plucking. <laughs> I will say this. As a person who does a lot of internal work, it took me a long time to know that I needed to break down my own walls. And that job was not something I could do alone because other people can help you see what you can't see. And I see you. There is a whole section about asking for help and not feeling like asking for help. It means that we aren't significant or we don't have the ability. 
every great leader needs a team of great leaders around them, guiding and coaching them so they can guide and coach others. So myself included, I have several gurus that I go to for sound bath. I not only have that, but I have an affirmation coach. I also have a dog trainer to help me be the most impactful dog mom I can be to my two four-legged children, Chakra and Aura. I have so many different leaders in my life who I constantly go to. I have on speed dial. It's my team, my team of earth angels, as I like to say, that help me here in earth school. So for me, It is all about recognizing my strengths, owning those, and then helping other people or asking other people to help me in areas where I don't have all the answers. We're never going to have all the answers. The reason that we're here on earth is to learn many of them, but we're never going to know them all. Yes. And I love what you said about being a leader doesn't mean that you are supposed to have all the answers or expected to know all of the answers. And I think, I think like subconsciously that that is part of what makes leadership daunting is like, Oh, I need to have all the answers or I'm expected to have all the answers. But as you, as you explained, it's, it's more so about having the self-awareness to know when okay, this is past my, my expertise. I don't have experience with this. So who can I ask or what resources can I consult to help me support this person who I'm leading in a better way? Um, and it doesn't make me a bad person or um, like I'm not enough. It's just, it's about the person that I'm supporting and not about my own like knowledge bank. Absolutely. And it's not anything to be embarrassed about. I've been in therapy since I was 15 years old. Okay. Which therapy. Good for um, you. Thank you. Break down so many walls. It led me to sound bath. It led me to meditation. It led me to the work that I'm doing here today. And I will tell you, I would be no one without the guidance and the counsel that I have been given. I think every person, every leader needs to understand that they don't know everything and they are not supposed to. So having a team to help them will guide them forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to piggyback off of that idea, Erin talks about vibes in the book, another acronym. Can you just tell us a little bit about what she means by this? And what did you take away from the idea? Oh, I loved this part. Of course, this was my part, Nicole. I loved it so much. So vibes, yet again, another acronym stand for very important believer in energetic significance which means you believe in the power of energy. You believe in the power of your own energy. You believe in the power of others' energy. And so when you have gotten yourself in a place of self-acceptance, of self-love, 
and you feel like you have things to give to the people in your life, your family, your team, who it might be, your community, your organization, and you are in a positive vibe. When you enter a room, the energy compels to you. You feel like you have something to give because you have given to yourself. You have to protect those vibes at all costs. And Erin suggests putting on a vibes protectant cape. So since you have this nice, beautiful teal aura about you, Nicole, you could wear this beautiful cape wrapped around you. It's a hypothetical cape. It's not real, but we're going to pretend it's teal. And one of the pieces of the entire book is the fact that Erin is taking you through this energy you curriculum. And it's this curriculum that you didn't know that you've been learning your entire life until you start reading the book. So I'm going to put the words energy you on the back of your teal cape. Okay, Nicole. And when you walk in a room, because you have this beautiful teal and red aura about you, and you have given to yourself and you feel calm and confident, but you walk in a room of people who have not done the same for themselves. We'll call them upset thems, okay? People who have not taken the time to give to their self first, who have not processed emotions, and there's nothing wrong with that because we all are people. those people at some time. But when you feel that these people are either trying to take away your good vibes or they're trying to diminish your good vibes, just like the pollutants in the flower garden. I have many metaphors going on at the same time. You're going to wrap this cape around you so tightly because it's almost like a protectant, a shield, if you will, from the people that are trying to take what you have worked so hard to give to yourself and maintain. Vibes, vibes are energy, and it means that you believe in energy, and it means that you have the ability to not only know and be aware of your own energy, but have that awareness of others. Mm, yes, I love the cape. We love a personalization on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me think of the concept that says um, influence and in influence the energy in the room. Don't succumb to it, mm. especially if it's like lower than yours. So can I ask you if you've ever had a situation or let's say hypothetically you walk into a room, you're feeling good. You had a nice morning. You put yourself in a positive headspace. You are excited for the day. You walk into a room, the energy feels low. There's a lot of negativity. Um, there's a lot of worry. How are you going to be more focused on protecting your vibes, the cape wrapped around you, or are you going to be focused on helping to bring others out of that? negative headspace. Nicole, that is such a beautiful, beautiful, thoughtful question. And I'm going to answer it for you the best way I know how. I have learned through many years of my own inner work 
that you cannot change a person's energy. You can brighten their day. You can give them a compliment. You can give them a hug. But there are so many underlying factors that make a person's energy their energy. That in a 10-minute walk through a room or even an hour or two at a party, you are not going to change what's lying under the surface. But what you can do is be the guiding example of what you wish to receive. So by focusing on your own inner energy, keeping that energy tightly wrapped around you, and allowing yourself to go to the spaces and places where that energy feels received and reciprocated, you are protecting yourself and you're protecting the other person because they might not be ready to do that deep inner work. And I think one of the most brilliant things I've heard recently is from a woman named Mel Robbins. And she has this beautiful idea about a theory called the let them theory. If somebody is having a bad day, let them. If someone's vibes aren't matching yours, let them. And don't take it upon yourself to fix or change or intercept. Be a guiding light, but don't take on that energy and don't let that energy transform you. Did that answer your question, Nicole? I kind of went in a circle, but that's what I do sometimes when I meditate. I just sit and go in a circular fashion like this. So I think I came full circle, but I want to make sure you felt that. Yes. No, I felt it. And I have heard of the let them theory and I love how you applied it here um, with protecting your vibes. And I, I don't know my own personal experience as a woman, I feel this like energetic pressure to have to like brighten the room or try to bring someone out of a funk And it's really relieving to hear that that's just not our responsibility. And like you said, the only thing that we can do is show up how we show up and we're not responsible for other people's energies. So important to remember. So important. And Nicole, I want to add one thing. I know Aaron would say that's a yes and to that. Uh, We can only control two things our attitude, and our effort. And so we cannot control other people's emotions, but we can control our own and we can control what we give. So by focusing on those two things, you might inspire a person or you might frustrate a person. And that's okay too. Your good vibes might not be a match for where they are that day. And that's okay. And at the same time, you're also allowed to have bad days. You don't have to wake up and feel great all the time. But the goal is to feel good as much as possible. Because the more we feel good, the better we become internally. And the more positive thoughts we think, the more positive thoughts we say and the more positive belief systems and actions we take into the world. And ultimately, it's our own life to design. We're designing our own gardens, Nicole. Yes, absolutely. And it's, I think, so important, too, to to bring up the point that 
It's not about that toxic positivity and like really high energy every day. And that's the right thing to do or that makes us a good person. Um, But I love what you said about attitude and effort. Some days we're going to be able to give 20% effort. Some Some days we're going the best attitude we can give is just, okay, I'm here. I'm at peace. I'm trying my best. Um, and I, I think that that's really important, especially when we talk about energy and vibes. Um, so this brings me to my next question. Do you have a specific morning routine that helps you start your day with the right vibes? And I want to add to that question too. Let's say you had an awful day the day before. What do you do the next morning to change change the vibe? Nicole, I love this question. Again, vibe, very important believer in energetic significance. I have bad days. In fact, I have bad days every 28 days. I am a woman. We are allowed to have bad days every month. Okay. And not even being a woman, you could be a, a she, him, they, theirs, whatever. We're allowed to be, to have bad days and be off because we're human beings. So if I've had a horrible day the day before, I'm going to give myself grace and space in the morning. Normally, I like to get up and start the day bouncing with energy. On a day like that, I'm going to allow myself the time and the space to sleep, to nourish my body so that when my feet hit the soil, Nicole, I am grounded in my body. I've given it nourishment. Then I'm going to drink just like a flower. I need water to grow. I'm going to pour myself a glass of water. I might add some lemon to that water and I'm going to hydrate myself. Should my body feel like it needs some movement, I might go on a light walk. I might do some yoga. And then I'm going to journal. And I'm going to talk about my feelings with myself. And should I have had a day before where it was awful, I might call in one of my resources from my help team, my angels here on earth, whether it be a therapist, one of my coaches, or I might just take a good sound bath. For myself, but I'm giving to myself in the morning before I open email. Now, I do love social media. I have many friends. I've created a beautiful community on Instagram, but there is no way I'm going to allow myself to filter through other people's thoughts and emotions before I have thought through my own. Mm, absolutely. That. I love how you're working with your body and your mind and not against them as well. That that just really came through when you were explaining your morning routine. Um, and I think that morning routines can get a bad rap because it's like, I need to go do this intense workout. I need to meditate for 45 minutes. I need to journal. I need to like make the healthiest breakfast Pinterest has ever seen. But I think that meeting yourself where you where you are at when you wake up and giving yourself space, whether that's a 10 minute morning routine, or you have time for a 30 minute morning routine, or even a two minute morning routine. And it's just about asking yourself, okay, I'm here. 
what do I need in order to show up for the day? Mm. So Namaste. Love that. Love that. Nicole, spoken from the third eye. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you too, Rita, what advice would you give someone listening to stand in their own power where our conversation began and protect their vibes? So it's not just about being rooted, standing in your power, but it's also about once you're up, how are you protecting your vibes? I love this question, Nicole, and it goes full circle. Here I am with the circle again to our conversation. You are in control of two things, your attitude and your effort, and your vibes are the only thing that you can absolutely control. So Standing firm in your power. I love a power pose. Aaron talks about this in the book as well. Before you have to have any type of hard conversation or you may feel that you aren't owning your worth, standing in a position that makes you feel powerful, whether it be your hands on your hips, your hands in a high V, your hands far out with open arms for two to three minutes will send signals to your brain that you are in control of your own body, mind, and soul. And then owning those vibes and really making space for yourself to take up space is so important. And if you feel someone tried to diminish your vibes, it's only because they see a reflection of something that they don't have or aren't able to want for themselves yet. So wrapping yourself in that energetic cloak, protecting them at all costs, and giving yourself space and grace to give your body what it needs is all of the tools in my toolkit. And I know Erin would say yes to all of them. She has her own toolkit, and I and her share some secrets and some we don't. But I will tell you, these things I know to be true. Just like Oprah, here's what I know to be true. And those are my truths. I love the power pose exercise too, mm. because two to three minutes does not sound very long, but when you're actually doing it, it feels uncomfortable at first. Yes. But that's the amount of time that it takes to signal to your brain, like, okay, you're here. You are incredible. You are powerful. You can do this. So, and I think it's just like symbolic of on a, on a micro scale, it's like, okay, I'm doing this power pose, blah, blah, blah. But just the after effect on a macro scale of what you can do after you set your mind up in that space um, is really, really cool. And when you were talking about that too, I just wanted to ask you, do you have an example of someone who owns their power? I know you've mentioned Oprah, Mel Robbins, and Aaron, but is there someone else who like, when we say the phrase own your power, it just, they come into your mind. Hmm. Several people. I am a huge Les Brown fan. He was a motivational speaker. Love, love his work. And there's actually a 15-minute power motivational message that you can use of his to start your day. He stands so strong in his power. 
I also look to people like Gabby Bernstein, who is a soul worker, raw goddess, who I know you've had on this show. We love raw. We love raw. There's so many incredible light workers in this world. And what those people have really done is they have said and sat with their own power and said, how will you use my power universe for good? Mm. Yes. They've answered the call, as Ra Goddess would say. And so all it takes for someone to understand their own calling is time, effort, and energy into your own inner thoughts. And when you can find those inner thoughts, when they can speak to you, you will stand tall in your power every day. Namaste. I'm just receiving that. That was so good. Thank you. Yes. And all of all of um, the light workers that you mentioned, love all of them. And they have really awesome resources and podcasts and books to check out as well. So before we close out, I just want to ask you, Rita, is there anything else that you would like to share about the book or being a brand ambassador for Aaron Deal? I cannot say this enough. This book has the power to change someone's internal thinking, their internal wiring. And within that internal switch, it also has the power to help them put out what they want to receive back to the world, to create beautiful gardens with all different types of flowers, but to have that garden stand firm and tall and strong and who it is to its core forever and ever. Amen. Mm. I, yes, I am so grateful to be a brand ambassador. Nicole, again, let's talk. If you have a resume, you want to slip me, Please, I would love to have you as part of my team as well. Maybe we could have a partnership between Improve It and Read a Book, Sound Bath Incorporated. Yes, I will definitely send you an email after after we hang up today, Rita. Okay, Thank you. Yes, it's read a book at readabook.com. Okay, perfect. I will remember that. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Rita, for sharing your energy and your insight with us today. And one last question, Erin always asks guests, what is your it, that thing that you are here to do, your calling, your purpose? So Rita Book, what is your it? My it is to bring forth change in every human by having them connect inwardly to themselves. Mm. Namaste. Namaste. What a beautiful mission. And I can see you doing it so well in every garden, in every aura, in every chakra. So thank you so much, Rita. And I will talk to you soon. See you at a sound bath. I cannot wait. Bring your resume. Okay. (laughs) I will bring my resume.